Alden, welcome to 02148. I'm your host, Joe Piantadosi, Jr. And today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2017. We have these newfangled mics that are kind of interesting looking, but hopefully they uh, they pick up sound a lot better than the old sound mics we have. It looks like we're doing something really big here, like a big uh, congressional meeting here. But uh, anyway, um, beautiful summer-like weather, though it's now fall, officially fall uh Started on Friday, this past Friday, at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And um, we've had better weather this past week, I think, than we had the whole month of August. It's been perfect, actually a little hot and humid, but but really nice uh, to continue the summer. I guess you can't even call it um, uh, autumn, uh, what do they call it? Um, I forget the name, I'm losing my mind. But um, they used to call it uh, Indian summer, that's the term I'm looking for. But you have to get a frost officially before you get... Indian summer. So we've not yet had a frost. This to me is still summer weather. Um, and the Red Sox are, uh, are in the playoffs, which is a good thing. The end of uh, regular season is this Sunday. So they've got five more games. They haven't clinched the division yet. They, they still are ahead of the Yankees by, I think, three games right now. Both uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are in the playoffs for the, um, the division. Uh, it looks like the the Sox are gonna are gonna win the division, um, but there has to be a combination of three games, either um, either three wins by the Sox or three losses by the Yankees, or a combination of both. So it can't happen tonight. It might happen tomorrow, or it might not happen to the weekend. But we'll keep our fingers crossed and see. Um, so that uh, baseball season is winding down, but it's the best part of the baseball season. Uh, football season is uh, is underway. Pats a two and one. They unfortunately uh, lost the first game, which was a uh, disappointing loss. But um, they seem to be uh, heading in the right direction. Leave it at that. Big controversy with the um, the national anthem and taking a knee, um, and it kind of like clouded all the uh, the hoopla of the um, of football this past weekend. It was uh, the president came out and um, basically. I uh, was very upset at people that weren't being patriotic, which I kind of agree. I mean, these people are are boycotting or taking a stance, and I don't even think most of the people know what they're, what they're boycotting or, or taking a stance. I just think, you know, we all grew up in this country to love this country, and when you hear the national anthem, you take your hat off, you bow your head, you put your hand over your heart, and I think that's how most of us were raised, and, you know, I think we're honoring um, all the, the many men and women that have fought for us and served this country, but not to get political. Um, anyway, I, without further ado, I have two great guests tonight. Um, I guess they're, they're, they're pretty, uh, their faces are pretty well-known here in Malden. Um, we have uh, Alex Dan. Hey, Joe. Nice. Thanks for having us. And Alex, they're both from the, from the Mystic Charter Schools. Alex is the interim um, director. And we have... Um, Matthew Stone. Matthew Stone, who is the... Principal of the high, what, high school. Was, yep. So the principal of the high school mm-hmm. for the charter school. So mm-hmm. uh, interesting. I just learned a lot about them in the last few minutes, and they're both uh, hail from Michigan, which they didn't know each other, but they were from Michigan, and they came to Malden. Uh, yeah, I'd love to find out about your your, your life. So start with you, Alex. So you started, um, grew up in Michigan, and yeah, just started Lansing, and yeah, nice well, to have first, you. thanks again for having us. So glad uh, you're we here. Appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, look forward to a good chat. Great. Um, Grew up in Michigan, born in Grand Rapids area, uh, which is western Michigan. Uh, moved when I was pretty young to, uh, to central Michigan, Lansing area. And uh, you know, fell in love with the Spartans, I think, when I was, when I was young and uh, decided to stay and, and 
make my college experience at, at uh, Michigan State. How far was that from your home, Michigan uh, State? I lived in East Lansing, so literally a stone's throw. Oh, okay. um, My father was a, a professor at Michigan State wow. for a lot of uh, So academia is in your blood. Yeah, a little bit. He's he's a musician. He's a violist. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, uh, more on the more on the uh, fine arts side. But uh, now, did you commute or did you live at school when you were? I did both. Okay. You know, I, I lived at home for a little bit of time and then uh, lived on campus as well, and uh, and so a combination of the two, oh, and wow. uh, met my wife in my college years and my wife from Revere and um, we you know we always knew that we wanted to eventually move east um, wow. after we after we graduated. And now, what was your major? I was an English major. Okay. Yep. And um, your wife was she in? She's she's education? also an English major. No kidding. Uh, yeah, she uh, she's since taken a turn also into the fine arts realm. She's uh, oh, wow. she's a photographer at BU, photography professor at BU. Oh my God! Wow. Uh, so yeah, um, both sort of in the liberal arts areas, and um, and like I said, made made a move out east uh, to this area, and uh, you know that sort of brings me to Mystic Valley. You know, I was lucky enough to find the school um, as you know someone who was looking into exploring education um, right. and uh, really had never uh, done any student teaching and um, was, uh, was uh, curious about what the profession really was all about and, and uh, was lucky enough to find Mystic Valley and came in as a, as a floating teacher, which is essentially a permanent substitute at the school. So every day you, you worked even though you were a substitute? Uh, yeah, more or less. I started out um, in, in January of 2004 a few times a week. Um, filling in where where I could, and uh, all grades, or? really all grades all uh, subjects, at the, grades. the lower school uh, at that point. So we have, um, you know, we're, we're spread out over the city of Malden. We have a few home bases. At that point, uh, we bounced around a little bit. We we serve uh, we're a regional school, so we serve six towns and communities in the area. This, you know, you know, it's funny. I, and I I know I think a little bit about charter schools. Some people don't know. They don't totally understand what a charter school is and what. So explain uh, in in your own words, what is what is a charter school, and how does it differ from a public school versus even a private school? Or, or? Sure. Yeah, well, first, we are a public school. Um, you know, we're publicly funded. Right. And, um, and really, the charter movement uh, was uh, born out of, you know, a, a desire to provide choice in the realm of public education. So what, what I, okay, so it is considered public. I knew it was publicly funded, but I didn't think it was considered a public school. What? differs it from a sure regular public school yeah well by definition charter schools are different you know we're laboratories for innovation so um we uh and our founders in in uh in the mid 90s we opened in 1998 um they had a vision um and you know uh, a mission in mind that uh was um, in many ways um a little bit different from the approaches uh that uh, in the directions of the traditional sending districts that we serve mm -hmm. um so we, we put forth those ideas in a charter and uh, in a proposal for a charter to, to the state. And, um, and we were luckily granted that, that charter. And we opened our doors in 98, uh, K through 5 at that point. Um, but to answer your question, um, charter schools can really run the gamut of approaches. Um, some charter schools are, um, are uh, like ours and, and you know, structured and, and uh, based on um, you know, ser serving, we all serve the needs of our communities, mm -hmm. but those needs differ, you right. know, and so again, by definition, the charter school movement is intended to foster schools that serve the needs of, of their, their communities in those sending districts. Now there's, so you said there's, um, it serves six communities. Yes. Um, what are the six communities? That we have Malden and Everett, uh, Medford, Stoneham, Wakefield, and Melrose. Okay. Now are there charter schools in any of those cities or is this the only... 
There are. Uh, yeah, the Pioneer Charter School um, is uh, is based in Everett. Okay. And uh, but we're the only we're the only charter school in um, in Malden, and uh, you know we we've always been our home base has always been Maplewood. Um, we um, we we have uh, you know the the Maplewood campus mm -hmm. uh, is our one through eight campus. Um, high schools bounced around a little bit, as I said. Where's the high school now? The high school now is on the west side of, of Malden, Medford Line, uh, on Highland Ave. Okay. Um, you know, uh, just uh, just north of the Big A. So okay. that's where our teachers, oh, right. teachers go to lunch. Okay, Big A. They, they, yeah. they have great bread there, too. Great subs, great bread. I'm joking about it. Good food. Yeah. Oh, they do. Nick's, Nick's a good guy. That. Um, so what, it was the old parochial school, and that's the – is that – no. Is that the charter yeah. school, mm -hmm. one of the corner? Absolutely, okay. yeah. It's very close to my office. And that's only – what ninth high school? So four, nine through twelve. Nine through twelve, yep. and and how many students are in that that school, that building? It's a pretty big building. Yeah, we have almost four hundred. Um, so basically, a hundred each grade, more yes. or less. Yeah, yeah, we um, uh, about four hundred. And a couple of years ago, we we acquired the uh, the old Emerson School, mm -hmm. um, from the city, which is just about two or three blocks south of of uh, of the high school building, and so our our students make that commute, you know, uh, during the day. So there's how many buildings in total? How many really campuses? Three at the high school. Um, uh, then we have our the Maplewood campus um, uh, has two buildings. Um, that's one through eight, and then uh, we were fortunate to open open our uh, Eastern Avenue facility in 2011, okay. and that's our kindergarten um, and also our athletics uh, facility. So we have a we have our field space. Uh, you've probably seen seen the field space, yeah, yeah. our gym. Um, so now, uh, students at the high school they have to go to that building for gym and for. No, uh, it's really just our gymnasium for oh, sports okay. use. Okay. For, for uh, yeah, we we uh, we use Dever Park in okay. in Edgeworth um, for uh, for our gym and in the bad weather. Now, we, where are you officed yourself? Are you? I'm based now. Uh, since this year, uh, I'm based out of the old Maplewood Fire Station. Oh, wow. Uh, for Laurel Street. Yeah. Okay. So made the move over the summer. And up, Mr. Stone, are you, you're in the I, same building as well? No, I'm at the high school campus on Highland, oh, off right Highland Avenue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Now, you're the assistant, or you're the principal. You're the principal. Yeah, we call it assistant director, but it functions like a principal at the high school. Now, there are assistant principals as well, or vice principals? There's, or? A, there's a dean of students, oh, and wow. uh, then a team of department chairs uh, by subject that uh, help the uh, operations and the, the curriculum instruction at the high school. How many faculty members do you have? The whole whole K twelve yeah. um, school is is about one hundred and fifty. And does that include um, uh, administrative people and other other departments as well, or is it just that's that? just teachers? Yeah, just teachers so, and instructional assistants. And so if you add cafeteria people and janitorial yeah. staff and admins, yeah, we're up near two hundred. Oh wow, I think about one hundred and eighty. And does does each class have about one hundred students more or less? Um, we start our classes, you know, we're, we're in expansion mode. You know, we've, we've had three charter cap uh, increases over the, over the course of our time as a school. And so we're currently, again, in growth mode. Uh, we were approved to go from 1,500 max enrollment to 1,900. Again, based on, you know, our waiting list is uh, above 3,000 students. So explain that. So if, if I have a child that I would like to get into the charter school, what, how does one apply? or, or Right, so... So great question, um, because you know that a lot of people don't really understand the way that works. Um, it's an open enrollment policy. Um, we have a lottery system for enrollment, and um, parents simply need to to fill out a one-page application for that lottery, 
Um, it's basic, basic information, name, birthday of, of the child, address, um, a signature, an email address, phone number, uh, and they send it, send it back to us. We're, we, um, we're just getting ready to roll out um, our, our uh, application for, for this January. Um, but in January, we'll hold a, a, a lottery, an enrollment lottery. We hold it at our Eastern Avenue facility, 576 Eastern Ave. And we literally, if you've you know, ever seen the, um, the staged lottery uh, yeah. events on TV, it's literally like that, uh, ping pong balls. So you do container. it in, in public forum then, more or we less? We do. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, we so do it in public no, forum. It's, it's totally a legit, I hate not to say not legit, but I mean, it's, yeah. you can't get wink, wink at my... No, it's audited. Um, yeah. you know, we engage a firm to audit the whole process. And even and faculty don't have preference? I mean, you can't... What, no. what, what about a sibling? Uh, there is a sibling preference uh, law in Massachusetts. So um, if, a, if, if an older sibling is in the school, or if a younger sibling, for that matter, gets into the school, um, if a spot opens up in the older grade levels, we have very low attrition, so that's rare. Not a lot of families actually leave Mystic Valley when they get in. Mm-hmm. But if a spot does open up, then... Um, you know, we're mandated to, to make the offer, to put them to, at the top of the waiting list, essentially. Now, if an older child um, uh, gets into the school when their younger sibling ages up to kindergarten, they automatically are, are offered a spot. Oh. Um, so typically we have about 150 uh, kindergartner spots, but when you deduct siblings that are coming in on, a, on any given year, it could be in the, in the range of 100. So, um, you know, and annually we get about, about 1,000, 1,100 applications. Uh, for the lottery, so we're looking at maybe a 10% chance, you know. At, at so there's in. no uh, academic uh, standing, doesn't payroll, there's no entrance exam, none of that it's stuff? It's the luck of the draw. Really? Yeah, luck of the draw. Well, and what about throughout the course of the year? Like, let's say, you have openings in, in October, for example. Let's say someone drops out or something, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you so it's open... Basically, open enrollment all, all all year. Well, yeah. Based our our charter actually mandates that we have um, we backfill K through six. So if a spot does open up, we'll we'll go to the waiting list and we'll we'll pull those children in, uh, or at least make offers uh, to to those families. So there's there's definitely a, a cap or limit per per class. You don't allow which we set. Yeah. Um, does, we, does each grade vary, or is it the same for all grades? There are a couple of bubbles in enrollment, um, just based on the needs that year and. Uh, but generally, they, they start out at, a, at 150 currently. And, uh, you know, when we complete actually our expansion up to 1900, which will take a number of years, um, but when we complete that, um, well, th- that's the intent, is that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll complete that process with bringing in a total of 1900 students. Now, you have to be a resident of one of those six communities. So if I lived in Woburn, I couldn't even apply. But you, have to live you, in- you can apply, um, but preferences given to those communities. So unless we hit, hit our cap mm-hmm. in, um, in any one of those, those communities, um, we were required to, to take in children within our sending districts. If we do hit our cap and we don't have enough applications from other communities, which has never happened, then, uh, then we'll go to, you know, our recourse would be to go to other, other towns. Now, is there any out-of-pocket uh, expense with, for families for, um, I mean, now more and more, um, schools are, are having um, families pay for uniforms and everything for sports. Uh, are there any uh, any charges or anything that you wouldn't see in a regular public school for the charter schools? No. Um, you know, we try to keep costs down. Um, we, uh, we do charge a fee for, you know, um, supplemental activities like most schools. Um, there's a, spe- a fee to participate in sports. 
um, a fee to participate in one of our, our high school clubs. Um, we're a uniform school, so okay, uh, yeah, we have a dress code. So what is the uniform? It's really simple. You know, it's it's basically um, uh, a polo shirt. Uh, changes from maroon in the lower grades to, to white in, in the high school. Um, that's always a fun transition for them. You know, they feel really yep. good about going right. from eighth to ninth grade and getting to change colors. And, um, you know, the, the pants are, are uh, khaki and, uh, and navy blue at the high school. Um, so, you know, very, try to keep it very simple and, and um, you know, understandable for the families. Mm. And um, we've had great, you know, success. And, and the, the parents, of course, love it. Um, and it's co-ed, obviously, too. Mm -hmm. was so what's the uh, uniform for the girls? Uh, similar. Um, polo shirt, uh, you know, pants, shorts, skirt. Uh, or a skort. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wasn't familiar with that term before. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, I read the dress code. Um, but skorts exist, and so we, we allow them at Mystic Valley. And, right. uh, yeah, there's standards around um, other aspects of appearance, too. But now What's the, um, the makeup, uh, male versus female? Are they, um, what's the percentage? Just ratio? about even. Right. Yeah, yeah. Do you do that purposely, or just happen? Just happens. happens you know, we... Um, there's, there's one or two grades. I think our current 10th grade mm -hmm. um, is a little bit anomalous. We have a few more girls. I think it's 60-40 or so, but, mm -hmm. but generally evens out, averages yeah. out to about 50-50. Do you get many students uh, from the, the public school in upper grades that, that want to finish out the charter schools? Is that a common? If, you know, if we could, <coughs> we could take them, um, we, we, you know, we probably, probably would see it much more frequently. Um, again, our, our charter... Um, you know, sort of mandates that we, we only accept K through six. Um, but we've, you know, we're in, one of the other things about Mystic Valley that makes us uh, unique in our area is uh, that we, we offer the International Baccalaureate Program, which is sort of like the Advanced Placement Program, if mm -hmm. you've heard of AP courses. Right. Um, it's a little bit different, but it's college-level coursework. And we get um, exchange students, uh, people that are coming from abroad, frequently contacting the school, asking if they can enroll in Mystic Valley as an exchange wow. student. And, you know, we'd love to have them, but, you know, we, we just, we can't take them. Yeah. Uh, the, the teachers are, um, any of them come from the, the regular public schools here in, in Malden, or are they, uh, how do you attract the teachers? What, what are they, yeah. Yeah. Where, where are they from, pretty much? Good question. We, um, you know, we, we certainly do a lot of recruiting efforts locally. Um, mm -hmm. We also, part of our strategic plan is that we, we try to have, um, you know, a diverse cross-section of teachers geographically from different parts of the country. Mm -hmm. So we do, um, obviously you can see by virtue of us being from Michigan, both there's, there's some recruiting efforts in the Midwest and, um, and other parts of the country. So we, we make a couple trips a year um, to, to the middle of the country, out west, um, a little bit down south. And so we try to pull um, kind of a good cross-section of the, mm -hmm. the country in as far as our teaching staff goes. But we, we do have, um, you know... A, uh, a large component of our faculty comes from comes from New England. On the average, what are the class sizes? Class size is f uh, about fifteen to one. Um, when you look at at uh, K the entire K through twelve mm -hmm. experience, um, when you get into the high school, um, especially at the upper grade levels, when you get into the IB program in particular, um, there are more cl courses offered at different levels, and so just by virtue of that, the class sizes tend to shrink. So we've got some high school classes that are close to 30. Um, we've got other high school classes that are four or five uh, or Whoa. six. Yeah. We offer three IB science courses to juniors and seniors, so they can opt to go into physics, biology, or chemistry. So because they have that choice, it, 
the class sizes mm -hmm. end up shrinking quite a bit. What are some of the major differences between the charter, in your estimation? I mean, you're probably, you probably, you mm -hmm. rah-rah charter schools, obviously. Sure. But what are some of the major differences or, or benefits, at least, uh, to be in the charter versus the regular schools here yeah. in the city? Or any city, not just the Malden charter. Yeah, it, first of all, we have we have a, a number of sort of key elements within our school that make us unique. I think um, when you look at our curriculum, it's it's been carefully selected um, based on based on research, empirical research, you know, that that's suggested that it's um, it's effective and it's, it's proven to be effective. So, for example, um, we use a program for for reading uh, for literacy called direct instruction. And um, the largest sort of federally funded study in the history of public education in our country is called Project Follow Through. That happened in the late 60s into the 70s. And even, you know, as late as I think 95 is when it, it stopped receiving funding. But uh, studied, I, I believe, about 10 um, literacy programs. And direct instruction just by leaps and bounds was shown to be the most effective in getting kids reading and, and um, promoting, you know, critical thought. And, and uh, so that was selected for that reason as a, as a product of, seeing it, uh, you know, the, the results through project, project follow through. So um, early elementary is direct instruction. Um, we use a program called Core Knowledge um, based on the, the ideas of a guy named Edie Hirsch, which um, you know, I brought a, a copy of his book for you, Joe. Uh, but he, Edie Hirsch uh, wrote this book called The Schools We Need and Why We Don't Have Them, uh, published in the 90s. I'm just and that book there. Zip. Yeah, very foundational in, in sort of who we are as a school. Um, uh, he is a proponent of, um, you know, a traditional uh, approach to education. Uh, so we tend to be, uh, if, you, if you look at sort of the educational philosophy spectrum as, you know, on the one hand, a traditional kind of direct instruction, um, more teacher-driven instruction, and on the other hand, more, the more progressive model of instruction, um, student-centered, uh, experiential learning, project-based. Not that we were 100% uh, mm -hmm. on the traditional end, but we, we tend to be very firmly in that. Do you share any, uh, any faculty or any curriculum with the, the regular schools? In the, in the yeah, great question. We, so one of, the, um, one of the mandates for all charter schools is that we're, as I said, laboratories for you know, new approaches, mm -hmm. but we have to disseminate those practices if they're successful into our, our uh, sending districts. And so there are a lot of efforts that we make annually to, um, you know, to engage with, um, with members of uh, um, our communities and to share best practices. Um, you know, we have an extended day and an extended year, and the extended, uh, the extended day model um, has since spread into, into the city of Malden's elementary schools. Um, a couple of them have ado adopted that. Wait, that so what, what's the day? What are, the, what are the hours? So we go from uh, 8 o'clock to 3.30. Um, and, uh, it's a good hour. It's least. an hour. Yeah, we have an extended year as well. When do you? So we go 200 days as opposed to most public schools go 180. And most, uh, you know, private schools 160 or so. So, you know, when you add up that time, you know, uh, K through 12, um, the hour a day, the, the extra 20 days a year, it, it works out to be actually almost, almost three additional years of time that wow. the students are in school with us. Now, is it just uh, you guys get it later in the summer? You start earlier in the fall. Which is it, or both? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we um, we have all the regular breaks. You know, maybe with the exception of um, the February break, that midwinter. You break, don't have that? that out. Yeah. Really. Which I, I, you know, coming from the Midwest, we never had that either. So that wasn't such a change. You know, it's me. interesting. What what? Uh, I'm not gonna get political with this, 
But, you know, I grew up in, in public schools. Uh, in my hometown of Winchester, I, I stayed in the hometown that I grew up in, and my son went to the school as well. But we had Christmas vacation, then we had winter break, and then spring break, spring mm-hmm. vacation, and then all of a sudden you couldn't stay Christmas in December, so it became winter. And now it's kind of dumb because you do have two winter breaks technically. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is, it's it's pretty quick. I mean, you, I think you're back from the holidays and about five weeks you have vacation and another five weeks you have vacation again. And well, I mean, our experience has been as soon as, you know, the students are back into the swing of things. Yeah. You have a week off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, we trim that out. Um, so we start usually in the third week of, um, uh, August? of August. Wow. Yeah. We bring our teachers back for a 10-day Pretty intensive professional development session. Wow, my school does um, one day for maybe a half day for uh, for teacher uh, whatever that workshops I guess they call them. Right, right. Well, I mean, in many ways we're we're unique, mm-hmm. you know. And again, that's, that's do, you have, do you have half days or any of these? We do. Yeah, we have uh, early about early one days. early release day a month, and we um, generally we we cut our students loose at about noon, and and then we keep our faculty for professional development until three or four. And what, what about the uh, the other religious holidays, uh, I mean, do you want to, like, the Jewish holidays and the all the other religion ho- religious holidays? or um, we, we have generally the same, you know, we honor the same holidays as the traditional sending districts do um, in, in our region. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, you know, we have Thanksgiving, we have um, mm-hmm. winter break or Christmas break, we have yeah. um, um, spring break. Uh, we actually have, we seldom take snow days, but when we do, um, it, or if we don't, I should say, we've got a, a planned four-day weekend in the spring that, that, uh, oh, wow. that, we, that we give our, our family. So, so now what about buses? Are buses available to take? Yep, transportation is, you know, we, we operate um, nine buses throughout our communities, throughout our sending districts. So, but um, even the outside communities as well, like Everett? And yeah. Med- wow. Yep, we provide busing to, to the school, provided they're more than, you know, a certain threshold of distance away from the school. No, I, I just, my God, it sounds like a great place to be, but I just see it so difficult. I mean, you take the schools um, because of, of uh, it's just a system, and now you guys have a small, you have to do the same thing that the high school does, but mm-hmm. in a smaller building with less people, less faculty, less admin people, and yet you have to offer the same even a better experience in the public schools. So it, to me, it seems very difficult, you know, that you're, you, you don't have tons of money. It's not like you're a private school and getting funded privately. So it, it, it's a challenge, obviously. Sure. Yeah, it is a challenge. I mean, our, our, um, our board and, and our school structure, you know, we've, we've exercised a lot of financial prudence. And so, um, you know, we're probably one of the most, if not the most financially secure, um, well, schools in the state. And, uh, you know we're proud of that and you know we you know one of one of the you know the aspects of experimentation with charter schools is is you know we we can we can control our our budget and mm-hmm. um you know we try to act with with prudence and um with care uh now the superintendent of uh i, I hate to say i don't know the, the right te- terminology i mean so there's the public sc- but you don't, you are public school so how do you how do you differentiate just in the sentence between Walden high versus your high school. Um, you mean as far as the well, well, admin you, you call, I, mean, I, I, I want to say public versus charter, but you, that's not the, that's not correct because charter is public. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good question. That that's something that confuses a lot of people because yeah. some charter schools actually throw in the term public. 
So, right. um, you know, they, they actually put it in there, I think, to draw mm -hmm. attention to the fact that they're public schools. Um, our, our formal school name is just Mystic Valley Regional Charter School. So we, we don't specifically insert the word public in there, but... Um, now, the superintendent of Malden Public Schools has no jurisdiction or no... I mean, you, that no. person is basically your equal at this point, and, and you run your school system, and... Yeah. Yeah, um, we, we report to um, a board of trustees that is, um, you know, that, that's not elected like the traditional school, public school, school system. Right. Yeah. Um, so school committee has nothing to do with the charter schools either. Right, right. There are two types of charter schools. Um, there's what's called the Horace Mann Charter School, which is affiliated with a traditional public school district like Malden, Everett. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are uh, Commonwealth charter schools, which operate as uh, independently of that, that municipal school structure. So, you know, we, we have our own um, appointed board of trustees. We um, can, you know, we have full control over things like curriculum, um, the, mm -hmm. the academic programs we offer, the, uh, the supplemental programs we offer. But uh, we tend to be, you know, a lot of charter schools tend to serve a niche. You know, their charter is, is intended to serve um, a niche part of the community that's underserved. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we pride ourselves on serving everybody. So you know, we, um, we're a school that... You know, we want to give our, our students a, a well-rounded, um, complete uh, public school education, um, but we want to do as, as good of a job as we can in doing it. Uh, you, I heard rumors, too, that you're looking to expand maybe even the Malden, the old Malden Hospital site. Is that, is that just a rumor that I heard? Yeah, I think it's around? just a rumor. You know, I think ideally, you know, what, what I'll always, always tell every, anyone who will listen is that ideally we'd be under one roof. Right. You know, we, we'd, be, um, we'd be able to get kindergartners working on a day-to-day -day basis, which we do a pretty good job at. Because it has to be difficult for, now, students don't travel from building to building, right? From all, but do to faculty? a certain extent, they do. They do. You know, they, um, you know, especially after, after school, our high school students take a shuttle bus over to the Eastern Avenue Athletics Facility, mm -hmm. and they do, their, they do sports there, uh, practices and whatnot. But not during the, during the school day, though. No. They won't. But how about teachers? The teachers, might they teach different grades, and they, they have to go from one part of town to the other part of town? A little bit. Um, we have uh, a few floating teachers, again, the permanent substitutes. Mm -hmm. um, we actually share them across, across the city. So they're home bases at the high school, but they'll go, they'll go down to the lower school. Now, campus. what about sports? Um, so you guys obviously have, uh, is it all intramural? Is there other teams? No, we're, yeah, we're an MIAA sanctioned school. Um, so oh, wow. we, uh, you know, we have, we have oh, a... I'm so naive about this, I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, that's all right. We, we have... Um, a really, you know, pretty comprehensive cross-section of sports that we offer, you know, ranging from um, lacrosse to crew. We use the Malden River for our crew team. Wow. Um, Is there a football team as well? There's a football team, yeah. Mm -hmm. And now who, who do you guys play? What are the other charter schools or do you? To a certain extent, we're part of uh, the Commonwealth Athletic Conference, which mm -hmm. um, is uh, primarily a, a vocational school um, conference. So we, we play North, the Northeast Folk. Um, Minuteman, Greater Lowell, Greater But you're Lawrence. so small. I mean, it's tough when you have less than 100 kids in each grade. I mean, you take the percentage of how many may play football, for example. I mean, you, it's not like a public school where there's, you know, tiers of, of players, right? Obviously, that you're... Yeah. I mean, we, we we're unabashedly an academics first school, but we, you know, I, I, I'll brag about our, our athletics a little bit. You know, we're very prideful of the Eagles and... You know, they do, they do very well. You know, we started out small. Um, you know, I, I, I've been a coach for many years. And, uh, what have you coached? I've coached swim um, oh, yeah. Yeah. and track for a period of time. 
Wow. And uh, you know, we in the early years we we'd uh, we'd bring a team that was primarily comprised of seventh and eighth and ninth graders, and we'd compete against uh, you know uh, juniors and seniors. And mm. um, we've grown from there, and, and now we're we're at a point uh, in our school where we we typically are uh, almost all of our teams are making state tournaments and wow. uh, are doing really well. Now, uh, are you? I know all schools would like you to play sports. Uh, it's not mainly like a private school. You have to play a certain sport, right? There's no, no, not there's mandatory. No mandatory. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll tell students as uh, as often as we can that there is actually a correlation between academic results and participation in athletics sure. and being and involved work, in the school exactly. community. Yeah, health. Yeah, a lot of common stuff. space. And uh, then what about clubs? Are there extracurricular clubs as well? Or yeah, we have a. A pretty thorough slate of clubs that we offer this year. You know, it, it uh, changes a little bit every year um, by virtue of the, the policy, but um, we have uh, um, a lot of curriculum-based clubs. You know, the Spanish club, the Latin club. Um, we have also clubs that are one of the one of the main kind of differentiating factors of our school is that um, our mission speaks to having a, a, a core group of selected core virtues that we pull from. Um, the United States is founding documents, and so we have clubs that are correlated to, to, to that as well. The Model United Nations Club, the Debate wow. Club. Um, uh, we have a community service, and giving back to the community is very important to us. So, you know, in and around Malden, in, on any given day, you might see students in the, the Mystic Valley uniform just chipping in, helping out, yeah. park cleanups. Our, our kids have to do 150 hours of community service so that's over a, their high school career. So I'm like, that's not never mandated in, uh, in, a, in a regular public school, obviously. Does Sometimes that, it is, but, but it's, not, it's more rare. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, uh, you know, we really want to, as much as we care about developing, you know, good uh, skilled practitioners, you know, people that are ready, that are, that are competent in, in, the, mm. in the disciplines that we cover, we want to graduate good people. You know, we mm. want to develop citizens uh, who are participatory who want to uh, give back and what's the percentage of um, graduating students that go on to higher education is it nearly 100 percent yeah wow. every year we're we're just about at versus how many at the well in public high um you know it ranges within our sending districts but um but usually anywhere from 80 to 90 percent um so you know and we've we've had a pretty good track record at um Placing students into Ivy Leagues, um, wow. we've had a number, a few Harvards. Um, really, just had a Brown, our our uh, valedictorian from the class of 2017, is is at Brown now. Um, Very impressive. We have a really good reputation with um, with Brandeis, and um, you know we're we're even for a school that's it's only graduated 12 classes. We uh, developed 12, a good reputation. As well. Yeah, our first graduating classes in 2007. I just, I'm, mar I'm marveling at, at how, like I said, I'm not being eloquent enough about it. But compared to the machine that the public schools here in, in the city, are, they have behind the, the engine that drives the school compared to you guys. And basically, there's just so few of you, both in administrative and, and even faculty, I mean, and, and coaching and everything else. And you're able to compete and even exceed, you know, certain places that uh, the public schools, you know, are maybe failing. I hate to say failing, but... At least not not there. Yeah, I mean so we that's have amazing. We have certain key elements within our school that we really try to do very well and comprehensively. And um, if it's not in line with the mission, you know, of the school, what don't you do compared to the high school? I mean, the other. 
courses you don't teach or yeah you know, i mean like, when you when you sort of again compare the offerings course offerings um particularly in, in the high schools between us and a lot of the traditional sending districts you're going to see more of a kind of a, a rigorous emphasis on the core disciplines at mystic mm -hmm. valley um we our, our uh, graduation requirements, you know, four years of English, four years of math, mm -hmm. five years of language, uh, four years of lab-based science. What foreign languages? You know, Spanish and Spanish Latin. and Latin. Yeah. No French, no Italian? No, not at this point. Two. Yeah, we, we offer just a two. Mm -hmm. You know, we feel like it's a, it's a combination that's really relevant right. for students. And, and five years required for, for foreign language. You said five years? Or? Yeah, really when you add, they have to double up in, um, in eighth and ninth grade. Sure. So when you add that extra, those extra years, you could say yeah. it's even six. Um, well. And uh, we start, we start uh, Spanish in grade one. Okay. So yeah, they begin as first graders. And um, we have really, when you look at our IB results, we have really good results in Spanish, I think maybe correlated to that. Wow. So, so you, but the five years, you could do one to six and then you're done? You don't have to do high school? You do no, the, uh, high school graduation requirements. Oh, okay. So, so you so can we, start it in first grade, but it, you have to have five years from middle school up, basically. Yeah, yep. and when you look at a school of our size, as you said, um, you know, sometimes when we go to these IB discussions with other schools that offer the IB program, when we tell them how big we are and they find out that we offer three sciences and economics and art, you know, they're... They, they're surprised that we can mm. do that. Um, but, you know, even so, we, we don't have a lot of the, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the elective offerings that you might see elsewhere just because we, we don't have the scale. Right. Um, so we, we really try to do what we do in terms of the kind of the, the liberal arts background that we offer, um, the core disciplines. We try to do those really well and provide our, te our, our teachers and our students with everything they need. And the, the sports, the varsity sports, what, what are they? What are, the, what are the varsity sports that you have? Uh, this this fall we've got our volleyball team is doing great work um we've got uh, uh we've got our football team of course cross country um you know we i don't want to leave every, anyone out but um, year round there's, there's track there's track, baseball yeah, yeah really robust mm -hmm. is there lacrosse or soccer or lacrosse we offer mm -hmm. yeah as i said crew no, soccer soccer soccer's doing crew, great um, yeah in the winter as i said we offer swim basketball boys and girls basketball um, you know, in the springtime, we, uh, our, our newest program in the spring is Girls Across, so we're, they, they wow. did great last year, and we're thrilled to have them. Um, and uh, so it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a really pretty common How about music and, and, and art? So you, you have... Yep. Music is um, a part of our charter. You know, we have, we have a great band program. We start them young um, wow. with, with, you know, uh, horns and, and strings. We actually have a marching band that wow. uh, comes to our football games and no they play at our graduation and yeah, cheerleaders and everything, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's this is I love, this is so fascinating to me. I, I this is great to hear all this stuff. And what about um, plays? You guys do any? My God, yeah, we've got a drama program. Um, we I think our our largest production was last year. We had over a hundred kids in the Wizard of Oz. Oh my God, <laughs> a musical! Uh, a musical! Uh, wow! Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're we're working on uh, we're working on our offerings for this winter at the high school too, mm -hmm. and um, so the Wizard of Oz was just what, what grades was that? That was the, the lower school, okay. so up to eighth grade. Yeah. Now, what about food? I mean, you have cafeterias in all the all locations. And cafeterias. Yep. Do you have a, food, uh, a company that does your food, or you do internally? How do you, how's the uh, we have a company. Yeah, we contract with a company. Um, we bring in the food daily, and um, you know, from offsite, and then we heat it up. And so uh, are they, they're working kitchens then, and so it's not. There's one. Yeah. So our home base kitchen is in Maplewood um, at that campus, and 
then we 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 bus the food to the different campuses um we uh you know be we we actually eat our our home we're homeroom based for lunch in grades one through eight so that's one of the luxuries of becoming a high school student they finally have access to a cafeteria, cafeteria. so they love it even though it's a modest space you know mm -hmm. our spaces are pretty modest you know they're they're clean they're well kept but they're they're not extravagant um, but you, you'd be surprised at how thrilled the high school kids are when they get to ninth grade to have a oh, sure. cafeteria space. Yeah. And, um, and students, the, the buses get me. So, I mean, do, obviously you have families subsidize the, the, the cost of busing. They do that in the public schools as well now. So you, you pay to, be, to get a ride to school, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, what about the outside cities and towns, though, like that are – I mean, you'll you pay more if I, if I lived in Medford versus Malden. Uh, do they have to pay more to, for the longer distance? Uh, it's part. Well, it's part of the deal. It's part of the t uh, the you know the tuition and charter schools that the money follows the child from the sending mm. district essentially. Wow. So um, yeah, it's part. It's part of that that uh, that. Uh, I just marvel at how it all just fits in. So it's it's you guys are doing a great job. Anything you want to add about the high school or? I no, I mean I think um, you know Alex really covered covered you know the big key design elements of the school. I, I think that what we do really well at Mystic Valley is we have you know high expectations for our kids every day, and and we have an emphasis on you know as Alex mentioned not only the academic piece but in the in the whole the whole part of the child. So an emphasis on the virtues, an emphasis on character, and the first class we teach every day in our school is character education. Wow. And it flips to civics in grades 11 and 12 as we start thinking about how our you know, juniors and seniors are going to be functioning as American citizens very soon. And so I think those things uh, make our school really unique and also uh, contribute to the, the climate that we have at the school, which is, um, you know, if you were to visit, you know, and interact with our kids on a daily basis, you know, you'll see that they're great kids, you know, that mm -hmm. they're polite and they're respectful and friendly and um, hardworking and they manage their time well, and they're devoted to their families and their friends. And so I, I think that we think we're doing really great work, important work, you know, in, in terms of helping to shape and influence the next generation of Americans. So that's something that I know that we, we both get a lot of uh, reward out of, and, and it's why we, we love going to work every day. Yeah. You know, so one of the school's founding principles is that we're trying to provide a world-class education to every child, regardless of, you know, where you come from mm -hmm. um, and your, your community and, and the, the circumstances that you come mm -hmm. from. You know, we want to we want to give a, a public education that's based on principle um, to to all children. We believe all students can succeed, and we you know we don't accept excuses. So, um, you know, once they come into our school, they're Mystic Valley students, regardless of um, the challenges that they're facing outside of school. Mm. They're they're one of us, and so you know we take a lot of pride in that. Uh, are there summer programs as well, or there's um, there are a couple summer programs that we offer. Um, there's a uh, you know, a summer activity program, uh, more for the, the younger students. No summer school or a few? We don't offer summer school program. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we work with um, our sending districts to get our kids in, mm -hmm. in summer school if, it, if that's necessary. Needed, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, well, I find it very uh, very fascinating. And it's great that you both live in Malden, too, which mm -hmm. says a lot when you live in the community that you work in. I mean, it, yeah. it mm -hmm. speaks volumes, I think. So I, for mm -hmm. one, you know, I love Malden, and uh, it's become become home. Yeah. Um, Getting, I think it's it's actually great and fair that you don't have a upper hand to have your kids mm -hmm. go to the school at uh, the charter school. So it's just, it's it's fair. Yeah, as much as I wish I did. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, when you look at the when you look at the, of course we're results driven. So when you right. look at the student results, you know, the, you mentioned the college acceptance rates, mm -hmm. but 
you know, people are probably familiar with the state testing system, the MCAS sure. system. When you look at those results and you, you look at sort of the average, the weighted average of our sending districts, you, know, you look at sort of what the, the, the Mystic Valley's approach produces. And, you know, we're, um, we're plus, I think, plus 12% when you look at the advanced, the students who are uh, categorized as advanced and proficient, plus 12% when you look at the aggregate of our sending districts in, right. in English. In math, it's over 20%. In science, wow. it's over 20%. Um, you know, the, the public, traditional public schools do great work, but um, there's something about, you know, the, the, uh, what we've cap captured in terms of the curriculum design and um, those, those kind of fundamental things about the school that, uh, that drive our students to really um, do very well. Yeah. SAT, when you look at the, uh, the average SAT score for our students, um, you compare that to our sending districts average, we're more than 120 points, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, ahead. So, and that's tangible when you look at uh, a score out of 1,600 right. from the same students that we're pulling from those those same right, districts. Right. Oh wow! Well, very impressive. Thank um, you. And and you guys are obviously a big part of the community as well. You you remember Kiwanis? Yeah, I'm a proud Malden Kiwanian, and I've been um, I was I was brought into that club through through the Key Club. Uh, sure. Key Club is sort of the the high school equivalent of the Kiwanis Club, right? And so it's a great group of people that I that I work with um, and really enjoy doing it and serve as the secretary for the club. Mm. Um, uh, we have an installation coming up, and so that 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 uh, that organization does great work. Okay. We have a builders club, uh, which is sort of the the younger, even younger version of Kiwanis. Oh wow, uh, cool! For the, for the lower school students, really to get them geared up to be thinking about giving back to their community. Right. Now, guys, uh, ask you a question. Now, you're both from Michigan, and you lived here for years. Are you um, New England sports fans, or you still have uh, <laughs> allegiance to your Michigan teams? Or you know, I've I've been a I've been converted. You know, I'm I'm not a well I should say I've, I'm a converted Tom Brady fan. Tom Brady well, is, went to is Michigan, you know, right? went to Michigan, but Michigan Michigan <laughs> State is the right. biggest rivalry in the okay. state. So <laughs> it it was a big leap for me to get yeah. behind Tom Brady, but. Uh, yeah, I think I've, I'm finally there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely a convert. I'll still root for my Detroit teams and, and Michigan teams, but only if they're playing uh, New England. I'll, I'll root for New England teams unless they're playing Detroit teams. Yeah, so, I, I think for me, I, I probably always be a Detroit Tiger fan. But uh, So, I mean, I still appreciate the Red Sox and root for the Red Sox when they're not playing the Tigers. But I don't <laughs> know if that will ever change. But, yeah, I mean, as far as Detroit teams go, I, I, you know, there's not a lot of hope in the Lions. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's easier to get on the Patriots bandwagon. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than when it was when, when I was growing up in Michigan. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it's uh, I always have appreciation for the Detroit teams. But, sure. you know, Boston's such sure. a great sports city. It's hard not to not to get on the bandwagon. Do you have family back in Michigan still? Yeah, pretty much all my family is back in so Michigan. Did you get back there? Yeah, I actually headed back there this weekend. So, oh, nice. yeah, um, that's that's home for me. And, and I uh, I have a lot of appreciation for, for home, but I'm also thrilled to be out here. Yeah. So. How about you, Alex? Like, uh, so my family was, I still have a little bit of family, but more of a generational transplant uh, to Michigan. And, um, you know, my family since, most of them actually have moved out east since. Right. So, uh, yeah, I've got family in Maine. Um, well, close family are in the, in the Boston area now. Oh, so nice. So. He's convenient for you. And you should have three children, so it helps having yeah. family around. To and they're little cousins and a little bit west of Boston. So which is nice. Oh, it great. is nice, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, now, this book here, so this, I originally, it was so kind of you to give me a gift. It's really nice. This is, a, I can't wait to wear it. Not tonight because it's very warm <laughs> up, but this, I, I love the colors, which are great. Uh, so you guys have, have these your school colors? and 
There's the Rudy logo, which is yep. great. I can't I'm with it proudly. And now this book wasn't written. I originally thought this was just for for the Mystic Valley, but it's not. It's just that it's, it's is about charters in general, or it's or just, it's really just about educational design and. You know, Edie Hirsch did a lot of work with the achievement gap, looking at mm-hmm. kids that have and have not, so to speak, and trying to eliminate the gap, the achievement gap. And he, you know, he came up with a number of ideas that were really at the at, at the time very groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And um, our uh, our founders were familiar with his work. And really, this book is is monumental in terms of who we are and our approach. Yeah, it gives a good snapshot of of the phil- the philosophy behind the school. Right. So. Um, Hope you hope you enjoy it. I definitely will, and you have to be proud. I mean, it's amazing what you can, what you guys do, and I've heard such great things about charter schools, and and it's it, it, the passion you guys both have. It's like it's just coming out of you. Can tell that, and the pride of, of the school, and I think obviously that is reflected into the students, and, and it's it's amazing. I mean, even to think that you're 100 uh, close to 100 percent, uh, you know, after high school, college uh, acceptance. Which is I don't think that's that's standard. I mean, in most I thought it was at least lower than eighty or or ninety percent. I think a lot. Yeah, of some communities are lower. Yeah, yeah. Um, next to no dropouts, and so yeah. it's you know it's uh, the system you know the the system that we've established really mm-hmm. is uh, it it promotes you know participatory kids and now about discipline programs. I know mm-hmm. with um, in Malden they partnered with the police department, and I know Chief Molis used to be the the uh, officer for for the high school for the school, I guess. Um, do you guys have a, a assigned officer? Or do you guys share? We don't have an assigned officer, although Chief Mullis is wonderful, and he he actually okay. and, and Chief Finn came in and did our uh, we do an alcohol awareness assembly okay. before prom, and so they they joined us for that. Um, the kids just responded so well to them, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but we we handle most of our discipline in house. You know, we're we're a um, as you know we're a uniform school. But we we sweat the details, you know. And, and you mentioned a dean. So there's there's someone. Yeah. Who's called the yeah, dean, the dean which is, yeah, you don't see in public schools at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that mostly in colleges. And um, is it one dean, or is that the dean is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the, the high school. Dean yeah. of students. Correct. That's right. Mrs. Uh, Fitzgerald, and yeah, her responsibility is um, you know discipline and discipline. helping out with operations at the high school on a daily basis. And she also has a a few classes that she teaches every week as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she's very important to the um, the structure and the operations of the school. As Mr. Dan mentioned, you know, we, we, we do care about the little things. You know, we think that little things lead to big things. So even if it's, uh, you know, uh, teaching our students how to how to come to class on time and how to have their shirts tucked in and, and how to how they greet the teacher and, and how they speak respectfully to their student to their classmates it may seem like little things, but we recognize that those little things, when they're together, become very big, important pieces of about what kind of person that he or she will become. Yeah. So we do care about those little things at our school, and I think another, that's another thing that makes us different. Yeah. Excellent. I just it's uh, I mean you really have to almost buy into it to be a member of, mm-hmm. of the right. administrative. Uh, group or, or the faculty, you have to buy into the whole program, and it mm-hmm. seems like you guys have obviously, and you, you're good uh, mentors for the, for the the others, which I think is uh, so important. So. Definitely, you need buy-in, you know. Yeah. And we we have wonderful kids and wonderful parents, supportive parents, but you know, it's it's um it's a different approach, and just by virtue of mm-hmm. it being a school of choice, it's um it's something that the families really have See, to. See, I didn't realize like even you mentioned prom. Now, where was the prom held this year? Prom is at Montvale Plaza oh, cool. um, this past year. Yeah, we've done it there most most of our years in Montvale. So, 
So how many graduating seniors did you have this, this year? This past year we had 96. Um, yeah, we've been over 100 once, um, maybe twice. Um, you know, this so year we... So prom would be... It's a junior-senior prom. Oh, so it's, okay, two, yeah. two classes, okay. Yeah. That's amazing. You can do, I just, I'm still marveling because I know my son just graduated in high school last year. He was class president for three years, yes. and I just know what was entailed and everything. And even just, you know, he, there was just, it, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of detail. I mean, he, he was amazed that as, as class president how much he had to do in the planning of all the senior activities and, and getting kids to come and buy tickets and all this. And I think his graduating class had 400 for kids really huh. and uh, you know hoping that even a class dance or something you'd you'd have enough kids that would you know make it worthwhile and not just have a handful well mm -hmm. now you're dealing with 100 kids in a class i mean if you know you don't want to hold a dance and have 10 kids show up obviously. yeah you want the dance floor to be full exactly. <laughs> exactly. but our kids are joiners so they, they get out there yeah you know and they um we as as mr stone said we're a structured school and they but they know how to have fun and yeah. cut loose just like just like any other do you teenager. do things together with with the other charter schools or with malden schools uh, like uh, any joint dances or joint sporting events or any um we our key clubbers actually our key clubs um really work well together uh they've developed some some really strong relationships over the years through kiwanis actually mm -hmm. and um so they get together a number of times over the course of the year we, um, I was lucky enough to be invited to participate in some, um, they're called instructional focus walks over at Malden High last year. So I appreciated that offer and I, I uh, visited some classrooms and gave some feedback and uh, saw what they were doing at Malden High, which, is, which was great. And, uh, you know, again, I was, I was happy to be a part of that. So we, we do have joint activities and, you know, the mayor is wonderful and he gets, he gets uh, all of the school leaders together on a, on a quarterly basis. So... Um, you meet up with the, the headmasters from Malden Catholic and Cheveris and, uh, and of course, the Malden public school system. Mm. Wow. So well, the students are very lucky to have you guys and to have a charter school here in Malden and, and uh, with, such, well, with such passion and, and care, you know, which, is, which is obvious. So, I mean, so it's, it's like a private school, but it's, it's not. I mean, it's, you don't have to pay out of pocket, you know, mm -hmm. yet mm -hmm. curriculum is... is, is up there and, and just core classes and everything. It just seems like it's a, it's much more of a private school. So I, I can't use that term. I always, I always thought it was a private school. So now I have to change my, my vocabulary here talking about the schools. So yeah, it might feel like that, you know, that, that I've heard it described that way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you have a standing invitation anytime you want love to come to see it. I love to see it. And is that all our viewers? I mean, are they welcome to come and, Absolutely. And, and, Contact uh, me and um, we'll set it up. I'd, I'd and love if to. I had a student, a potential student to enter the school, what's the best way to, uh, to, to get into the lottery and, and tell me what I would do if I had? Yeah, lotteries should be, lottery application is posted as of today, actually, and, and the lottery is in January. So log on to our website, mvrcs.com. And uh, there's a link right at the top of the website to download the application. They can uh, fill that out. It takes about two minutes. Um, and then... Uh, Cross our fingers. Join us for the lottery in January, and and uh, you know it truly is like winning the lottery. There's a lot of emotion that night in, in the room. If you don't get in, then I mean you can you obviously reapply, reapply. And, uh, every year. But yeah. as I said, the the attrition rates are so low. We have one of the best in the state. So if you don't get a spot in kindergarten, um, there's a chance, but it's, it's not a not a. So you'd chance. have to basically start in kindergarten. That's that's your be so th best. So this this message is for all. Um, Parents that have kindergartners, mm. uh, 
coming next September. Mm-hmm. So class of, well, next starting in 2018. Yeah. Um, Age cutoff is September 1st. So you got to be um, five, five years old by September 1st. That's the same as the public school. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, I think it's great. I really appreciate you taking the time mm-hmm. and explaining. Let's give again the addresses and if people want to reach out to you directly or reach to the website. And, sure. And even, um, yeah, my, my uh, home base is 4 Laurel Street um, in, in Maplewood Square. And uh, uh, feel free to reach out to me, adan at mvrcs.org. Um, if you if you'd like to chat or, or want to arrange a tour, uh, I'd love to sh- love to show anybody interested around. And Mr. Stone is at the high school. That that address is 306 Highland Ave. Um, and, uh, and of course, our Emerson is a kind of an offshoot of the high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, and our our uh, our gym facility, our athletics facility, and our kindergarten um, is housed in 576 Eastern Ave. And those the games are uh, on your website too. If I wanted to, yep, mm-hmm. schedules are on the website. So Come out to a game. You know, we've, uh, we've got a big football game against Kip Academy, another charter school at MC, 7 o'clock Friday night. Um, so we'd love to love to see anybody interested. Is that where you play most of your games at, at, at MC? At Our home games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Developed quite the Thanksgiving rivalry, rivalry with Minuteman. Really? Uh, that's our, yeah. yeah that's Minuteman our and Lexington. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, this is interesting. I, I'm so glad I got to meet you guys and uh, – so much about the school. So Pleasure, thank you Joe. for taking the thank time. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Good luck. And, thank you. And definitely, if you have a, a soon-to-be kindergartner, consider the charter schools and uh, consider lucky if you uh, if you get in because I think you guys are doing a great job and uh, and good luck. And my God, you've been there since '04. You said right since '04. Wow. And, and 2010. Yeah, that's when I started. So both yeah. long-term, dedicated people with the school. So good luck in many years. Place. Many years. I guess we're running out of, I want to thank my uh, camera guy. Thank you, sir. We've got a minute left. And, and um, do you guys have any, any, uh, any events coming up, like any other than sports, any, any like bazaars or fundraisers or anything in the fall or, or Christmas time? That, you know, oh, yeah, but, yeah, we do have a, uh, our key club, which is our service organization in the high school, has a car wash on Saturday from 10 to 1. So uh, all the proceeds go to, to benefit charitable causes, and it's, it's like I said, it's, it's run by our high school service organization. So if you need your car washed. This you know, Saturday, this Saturday. It's a free car wash, but we do accept donations. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's at uh, 306 Highland Avenue campus. 10 to 1. And you, all the students are going washing the cars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any faculty out there washing cars too? Maybe, maybe one or maybe two one advisors, two. <laughs> but it'll be mostly the kids. Yeah, so. oh, great. Yeah. And we have uh, our, our open houses are coming up. We do a number of open houses before the lottery. So the schedule can be uh, downloaded on the website. But if, you're, if you uh, do have a, a child entering kindergarten next year, feel free to join us. We'll, we'll go over sort of the expand on what we've talked about tonight. Excellent. And uh, cover a lot of things. Well, good luck. And thank you. I can't wait to read my book and wear my sweater. So we'll say good night. Good night, Malden. Thank you very much. We appreciate, appreciate your time. And uh, enjoy this nice weather. It's not going to last. I think uh, we're going to be getting some cold weather, I guess, this weekend, and it'll feel more like fall. But uh, I kind of like the extended summer. Yeah, so nice. uh, we'll be ready for the fall so we can uh, enjoy football mm-hmm. and apple picking and all that stuff and, and look for the holidays. So good night, Walter. Thank you. So that's great. My thanks God, you again. Guys are so good. Nuts.